Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, 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 sports fans, business owners, and come one, come all, kids, adults, people of all ages. It is Topical Tuesday, July, what's today, July 9th, 2019, but it is official New York Mets Pete Alonzo Day here in the Cypress household. For those of you that don't know, don't care, whatever it is, didn't watch, didn't hear about it, the annual Major League Baseball All-Star Game takes place today. In fact, it's probably started already, and I'm taping the game, so I will watch it in its entirety by zipping through the commercials and a lot of the, gee, I step out of the box every two seconds stuff. But I digress because they were not stepping out of, oh, they were not stepping out of the box last night in the home run derby because it was rapid fire as fast as that batting average pitcher could pitch pretty much. Totally against the rules. We're going to cover that in a little bit. Uh, eight major league sluggers got up and took their shots of hitting either a home run or anything else just counts as nothing. So hit it off the top of the wall, smash a line, drive down the line. Like, none of that matters. It's the home run derby. It's home run or nothing. And New York Mets slugging sensation rookie Pete Alonzo won the home run derby. First time ever that one of my beloved, oh, I keep smashing this thing, my little old mini New York Mets batting helmet there, not to be confused with my other mini New York Mets batting helmet over here, or my official Mets bobblehead doll over here, or the Mets banner, my uh, Tom Seaver figurine, my Mets hat, my Mets shirt, and today, as with many days, I'm even wearing, where is it, it's on this side, the official New York Mets shorts. So we got the entire outfit, the entire office, the entire world decked out today in honor of Pete Alonzo and the amazing New York Mets home run slugging champions in a record-setting, amazing event. I mean, I was loving it. I, I watch this thing every year, and usually it's boring. I'm like, all right, already. Uh, I mean, they've gone through all kinds of different rule changes. Uh, it was uh, 10 outs, so 10 non-home runs, and you're out. Then they put in the clock. I think it was five minutes. Now it's four minutes. Um, I can't even keep track of all the different rules and then different rounds had different times or different numbers of outs, or three outs, or 10 outs, or whatever it was. And that's how it was back in the old – you can probably see them on, on – uh, on YouTube, see old videos of the original Home Run Derby from back in the early 60s, I believe it was, or late 50s, uh, black and white spring training, and they would get Mickey Mantle and Hank Aaron and Rocky Colavito and whatever, all the sluggers of the 50s and 60s out there to be bombing out Home Run Derby. They'd actually played nine innings, and you got, I think, if I remember correctly, three outs in each inning, three non-homers in each inning. Uh, anyway, those were always fun to watch. always loved watching them, but last night, more fun than ever, because not only was there a New York Mets player in it, but he actually won the whole darn thing. 
And out of the eight players, I did have three of the players on my couple of fantasy league teams. For people that don't know, I once, about uh, 30 years ago, I had the world's largest, I own the world's largest fantasy sports game company. I built it from scratch uh, when I was a uh, college kid, my last year of law school at Boston College. And it quickly became the largest in the industry, thanks to some very smart marketing strategies that I put in place and I use now in my various businesses and I help uh, my clients and anyone that watches my videos and anybody else use these various strategies that I use to turn my hobby into a multi-million dollar juggernaut. And uh, you can do the same thing too, but I digress. I still play fantasy baseball because I still like the game. I didn't get to play it the whole time I was running the, the business, of course. I was a league commissioner of all kinds of number of leagues and all kinds of players from all over the world and whatever. But uh, now I like to play the game and stay in touch. So three out of the eight players were on couple of my different fantasy league teams and I was rooting of course for them to lose and lose quickly because it's not a natural thing if you don't know for a baseball player to be in a home run derby when they should be thinking about smashing line drives all over the place and going with the pitch and all this kind of stuff in a home run derby all they're thinking about is swinging and cranking the ball as far as you can and pulling every ball no matter where it's pitched and all kinds of bad habits and then of course they get exhausted so you saw the players if you watched last night in between their at-bats or during a timeout, they're getting like their shoulders massaged and they get, they're exhausted. And they're, I'm like, this is, this is no way to enjoy while every other player, pretty much other than the top few players that are in the All-Star game tonight, they're enjoying three days off, rest, relaxation they're with their family. They're getting massages just because they're therapeutic, not because they need them. And so consistently through the years, players that have done well, in the home run derby suddenly have disappeared for the rest of the season. They either uh, wrecked their swing by just swinging for the home runs or they got exhausted or they got injured or just messed them up mentally, got out of the game or whatever. And so I was rooting for the three players that I had in the competition to lose quickly and two out of the three did and then one made it uh, a little bit until that's uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., another rookie, until uh, Pete Alonso beat him in the semifinals. And so here's the big, big, big lesson learned. This was, and the announcers were talking about it, the players, everyone was talking about it, that this was a big deal. That This was the first one ever, and they've been doing it in the major league level for, I don't know, about 20 years or so, I guess, maybe more, uh, that the players were, were the most serious about it, uh, they really, uh, they, they worked out for it. They practiced for it. The, the batting practice pitchers had thrown the pitch. A couple of them were they like their father or their regular batting practice, whatever. They're practicing. I got to throw the ball every single time just where this guy likes it again. Unlike, you get ruined because it's unlike actual Major League Baseball where you're almost never going to see a pitch where you want it because every opposing pitcher and catcher knows where you like the ball. So if you like it low and inside, you're never going to see a low and inside pitch unless it's a big mistake. But if that's where you like it, then last night in the home run derby, you're going to see 100 pitches low and inside if the pitcher knows what he's doing. Because, again, unlike real baseball, the pitcher is on your side. In fact, the pitcher is a big factor in how well you do. That pitcher can consistently, with the, with the right uh, timing and the right, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, I forget what it's called, the tempo. The right tempo where a ba-boom and a ba-boom and a ba-boom and it's always in the right place and the batter's like ba-boom and ba-boom and you see them like struggle and foul them off and ground out and, whatever, and then suddenly, boom, 
but boom, but boom, they get in a groove and they're hitting like six, seven, eight in a row. And it was just so much fun to see. But I'll tell you, the announcer said it a few times, and I don't know if maybe they didn't want to say it too much, but there was no doubt about it that the number one factor, pretty much the, the main factor, if not the only factor of what made this the best home run derby ever, broke every record. Records are broken. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., another rookie, pretty much broke the records himself, but so did the other players. For most home runs by a single player in a round, that was broken in every round, uh, first round, second round, third round, last round. Uh, most uh, home runs overall, that record broken. Most home runs in a round by all the players put together, that's broken. Uh, every record, the longest distance, smaller homers. Now, of course, everyone knows. I don't know if you know, if you care. But this year in baseball has already been a record-setting number of home runs hit. The balls are juiced, as they say. Everyone knows that, which means they are wound a little tighter, which means they go a little further. And besides, pitchers now can all throw like 95 miles an hour. So if they just leave one out over the plate, you don't have to do much for that thing to go 100 miles an hour off the bat or 110, and that goes out of the park as long as you have any kind of lift on it. Anyway, without all the details about baseball, it's a record-setting year for homers, but still, nothing like what happened should have happened last night. Before the thing started, the announcers shared a fact. In the history of the Home Run Derby, the average number of home runs hit in around 13, or that the average number to win around, or whatever it was, 13. Oh, 13, you were losing every single Every single matchup and every single round, if you hit only 13, you would have been like, what are you doing? you got to hit 13 by the halfway mark. These guys were hitting 27 and 24 and 29, and then there's a tie, and so now they get an extra minute each, and they hit eight more homers each, and then they get another, you know, three swing, they're hitting home run, another three swing, they like so it's like 40 in a round for Vladimir Guerrero and 39 for Jock Peterson. I mean, just just – Amazing records being set, but here's the record that meant everything. You ready? And this is the lesson today for all business owners. It's the prize money. Sorry if you thought it was going to be something else. It's really as simple as that, as all of successful advertising, marketing, and sales is in business. I know it's difficult, and when you don't know how to do it, and it's frustrating, confusing. That's what I hear all the time from business owners, even when they call me and and talk to me. You go to helpfromsteve.com, by the way. You get to call me and talk to me one-on-one. And even if they watched hundreds of my videos and read my blog posts and my books and my articles and see me on TV, heard me on radio, see me speak, whatever it is, they still don't get it. It still helps to have that one-on-one talk. I know it does for me. That's why I offer it. So until I get tired of it or until I feel like not doing it anymore, take advantage. Go to helpfromsteve.com. We get on the phone and we talk. And I give it to you straight. Okay, so if you want it candy coated and pansied and snowflaked all over the place, then like you call somebody else. If you want straight talk, come to Straight Talk Steve. Go to helpfromsteve.com, and I'll give it to you straight, quick, and I'll set you on the right path. Okay, so the right path is, in this case, the prize money. The announcer said, "Look, guess what? If you don't know, first place, Pete Alonso, won a million dollars a million dollars now almost all the players in this thing were rookies rookies are not making a million dollars a year i know you think like oh these players make 10 20 million a year the stars they do and the average salary is well over a million dollars a year but not for rookies they might get a signing bonus but that would have been years ago when they first signed they were in the minor leagues the rookies make you know whatever the minimum is i don't know four or five hundred thousand dollars or something it's still of course good money and of course their airfare is paid for, and their hotels, and their meals, and their, 
you know, treated like they get the best medical attention, the best food, the best training, the best everything. Of course, they're well taken care of. And then they can do all kinds of endorsements and, and, and show up their local car dealers. Or if they're a big star, they can do TV commercials. They can get sponsorships and wear the right sneakers or the right clothes or the right whatever, Adidas or Nike or somebody's going to pay them lots of money. But a million dollars for one night to go basically take some batting practice and hit off your batting practice pitcher and do what you always do, which is just crowd-pleasing, just get in a groove and swat the ball all over the place, a million-dollar prize. Big deal. Meant something. So when the prize means something, that is motivating. So in the past, I don't know what the prize has been, 10000 20000 whatever. This time it's a million dollars. And because of that, the players were dead serious. So they're working out. They're practicing, and then their head's in the game, and they want to win. And that produced a just a fantastic, tremendous event. That's capitalism, folks. That's the main thing that makes America great, freedom, which means free market capitalism. There's no rule. There's no law, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, the way things are going, one day Congress is going to want to make a law. Oh, you know, if Bernie or one of these other leftists gets in office, maybe they'll want to make a law. Oh, that they're the... What are they called? The differ the salary differential or the pay gap or what are they? Income inequality. Income inequality. Oh, a million dollars for one night of base. We can't have that. We're going to legislate that there's a cap on how much prize money you can give for an event in a baseball. I mean, that's how stupid Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and these people and all just about everybody running on the on the leftist Democrat side is is off the deep end with all this government regulation and income inequality and it's not fair and socialism is the right way and do the right thing and redistribute the wealth. And there's none of that BS going on last night. It is pure, outright capitalism, and you see the results. I offer you not a guarantee, not a handout, no welfare, no, uh, you know, nice housing when you cross the border illegally. I don't put you up in a five-star hotel, although compared to where you came from, it's a five-star hotel. I don't care how much they're packed in. They got air conditioning. They got food. They got medical attention. They got security. No one's raping them. No one's killing them. No drug lords are going after them like they did the whole way up. Uh, have you ever been to the slums of a third-world country? I mean, I know uh, off off track here, but it is Topical Tuesday, and that's another topic, this whole immigration disaster. I mean, yeah, by American standards, and certainly by my standards, or possibly your standards, the, the housing conditions in these detention centers on the border are heinous, horrible, horrendous. However, compared to where they came from, they're fantastic. Anyway, so capitalism works. Now, let me give you some examples to relate this to. I mentioned my fantasy sports game company, so how about this one? When I first started the Fantasy Sports Game Company, I said, I'm going to use opportunity gap analysis. I didn't know that's what it's called, but that's what it's called. And I teach this, and I'll talk about it in depth. I have before, and I'll talk about it again in another video. Or you can go to helpfromsteve.com, and I'll walk you right, right through it, how to do it in your particular business, in your particular area. You basically look around at your competitors. You see what they're offering, and then you put yourself into the mind, into the position into the shoes of your ideal target who your prospect your ideal target prospect you want to do business with you in the wow strategy that's the first w it stands for the who and so what do they want that they're not getting anywhere else that you can offer so i looked around and a few other competitors that had invented games and everyone had different rules but it was similar type of thing about something about fantasy sports that when i thought and my friends had thought because that was 
first in my first few leagues, uh, I had invented the game. I didn't know anybody else had also invented the game until one of my friends who was in the league brought me this obscure sports newspaper. And in the back, they had these little one-inch classified ads and said, look at this. People are making money. They're charging money to do what you do to run these leagues. You know all the time you spend and all the effort you put in. And you crunch all the stats. You do whatever. Well, I sent for the brochures of these companies. And your game is much better. And your newsletter is better. And everything's better. And you ought to do this professionally. And I, always, I love a good idea. I almost never, I really don't come up with any good ideas myself. But you don't need to. Uh, there's a plenty of good ideas out there. I just say, hmm, let's do it. And I did. I placed an ad in that obscure sports magazine. The rest's history. But here's what I did. I looked at the ads, and they said, if you win the league, you win a T-shirt. You win a hat. And I was like, hmm, those prizes suck. Those are like $10 prizes back then. Now they're $30 for T-shirts and hats or whatever. But, you know, this hat's probably from way back, 10 bucks. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to my closet here and show you a prize. I can still hear me. But here's a prize that I won for one of the fantasy leagues that I play in nowadays. Hey, look at that. We've got another New York Mets mini helmet. But this is an official... Look at this thing. This is a bobblehead doll from good old Yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy Baseball 2009 League Champion. So about 10 years ago, Fantasy Football 09. One of my teams and my team, you know, I have a whole bunch of teams and they win. I've certainly won in more years than just that, but I don't I guess I don't know if they do this anymore, but they sent me a bobblehead doll. Okay, great. We like the bobblehead doll, whatever. It's still in the case here uh, in the closet, but now I'll take it out. Uh, but what's that? What's a bobblehead doll, a hat, a T-shirt? I'm like, whatever. You know what? I'm going to give a prize of an all-expenses-paid trip for two to the World Series. Now, compared to a hat or a T-shirt, back in 1986 this was, when I first placed that ad, and ironically, by the way, my beloved New York Mets, made the World Series that year, and I had to buy the tickets to all four of the games that were going to be played in the National League Stadium, which was Chase Stadium, the New York Mets Stadium. I had to buy tickets to all four of the games. That's how it worked. And then I said, well, i got to give trip for two to the World Series for two games to my winning customer who win my overall tournament of champions. They won their league, then they went in the tournament of champions. They won that. And I had a limo pull up to their house, brought them to the airport, uh, they went. They came from Portland, I think, uh, way out in Oregon, and they uh, came all the way to New York, and I put them up in a hotel, and I gave them $300 spending money. Back in 1985, that was enough to have a blast for a weekend, and they got to go to the games. And I said, well, I, I can't give them games six and seven, even though if it gets there, that would be awesome, because it might not get there. If you know anything about baseball, it's a seven-game series, but it's best of seven. It could end in four games. So I had to give them the tickets to games one and two. So they got to game, go to games one and two in New York, had the time of their life, blah, 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 blah. And then I just knew I was just rooting for this series to go to game six and seven so I could go with the other tickets, and it did, and I went. And game six is the greatest World Series game of all time, especially if you're a New York Mets fan with the famous Mookie Wilson and Bill Buckner and the comeback and all that kind of stuff. And then game seven, they closed it out, won the World Championship. Things were awesome, but I digress. Things were awesome, but I digress. So this prize was about – 500 times better 
than the competition's price. It was about a $3,000 prize overall between the tickets, a limo, airfare, spending money, whatever else I gave them, I don't remember. Uh, and then, of course, I got some PR, so now they got an article written about them, and a photographer came out as they get in the limo in their hometown and blah, 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 so they get some publicity. It's like a $3,000 price compared to a $10 price. So it's about 300 times better than the prize the competition giving out. That's called the irresistible offer, folks. You put out an offer 300 times better than your competition. Okay, so that's what happened last night. I watched, I said, holy crap. At one point, I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, you see what happened? I knew it, and I knew I had to share this with you today, that that's why. I'm sorry, but that's why. It's not just because the ball's juiced, and it's not just because these guys are rookies and they're all excited about being on TV and being at the All-Star game. It's all. It's really mainly because they offered him a million-dollar prize. So anytime this guy's working out or or practicing, or eating right, sleeping right, lifting, whatever they're doing, and they said, I'm tired, whatever, all their coach or their trainer or whoever had to remind them, million-dollar prize, million-dollar prize, right, so let's get back. Or during the competition, if they got tired, a voice in their head, which they did, everyone would get tired, four straight minutes of swinging. I mean, in, in, in warm-ups, in regular batting practice, they take 10 swings. Here, they took, like, 50, like, and then they did it for another round, another round, and playoffs, and whatever, it was crazy, so... There, there's no doubt there's a voice in their head going, I'm exhausted. And by the end, even the announcer's saying, well, oh, their swing's getting longer, and they're taking a little bit more break between the pitches, and they, got, they, they, got, they get two timeouts in the final round instead of where they got to take a timeout, they got to drink a Gatorade, get towel off. But there's a voice in their head going, I'm exhausted. What? It's a million-dollar prize. Boom. That's capitalism that works, folks. So that works, and your business works anywhere. I got a friend. I'll give you another example. Oh, by the way. Uh, gave out that price. I got not only the most players that wanted to play this game more than any other company. I was very quickly the largest company in the entire industry, a small industry back then, now a multi-billion dollar industry, but back then small industry, but I became number one very quickly. And I also, I know that I got all the best players. And that's what my marketing talked about, my advertising. Hey, do you win your local league all the time? Do you win your league in other competitions with other companies or with your friends or in your office pool or whatever. You want some real competition. The prize here is a trip for two to the Super Bowl for football season. It's a trip for two to the World Series for baseball. Blah, blah, blah. $10,000 for this and that, whatever. I mean, I just kept upping the prizes, giving away more money. That, even though only one person wins it, that attracts the right person. Somebody who says, I want to win. I want to give all I got. I want to play. So now the best players came to me. I had the best leagues, the best game. Word spread, blah, 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 blah. So that's one example of giving. It's two examples. Last night, all-star, home run derby, give an incredible prize. You get an incredible competition. Number two, my fantasy sports game company. Sure, it's a fun game, and I ran it well, and blah, 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 and I had a good ad or whatever. Good ad. The headline of the ad is, win a trip for two to the World Series. Boom! That's what did it. I know that's what did it. It was a big prize. That was my marketing budget. It was the prizes. And the World Series of Fantasy Football, WCOFF, it's known in the industry, the, the World Series of uh, World Championship, WCOFF, World Championship, kidding, the World Championship of Fantasy Football, where they draft in Las Vegas every September, all these 1,000 players or whatever, and they put in 10 grand a piece or whatever they put up, and there's a million-dollar prize. So, People fly in from all over and get all excited and come in and put in their money and draft their team. The prize money draws people. I'll give you another example. 
from the business world. Because this is how you do things, folks. You don't rob everybody by charging their taxes or taking their tax money instead of putting into useful things. You put it into stupid things like scientific research or trying to solve a problem of, uh, I don't know, uh, gas consumption or growing more crops or doing whatever. No, you do that with a prize. I got a friend who does that. His name is Peter Diamandis. We grew up one year apart and about two miles apart. And I always joke with him when I see him, like, and that's where the similarities end. Because he went to Harvard and got his Ph.D. at Harvard with being a doctor, a doctor. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a New York Times bestselling author and speaker and keynote and top entrepreneur and whatever. He wrote a book called Abundance. And he was the inventor of what's known as the X Prize. And if you haven't heard of that, the X Prize, it means he offered something like he got corporations to all put up some money and relevant corporations that wanted this problem solved. In this case, it was the first one was space travel, I believe. And he uh, got companies that were interested in all the science that it would take to do commercial space travel. And if anyone could do that, I think that's what the prize was for. The contest was simply anyone that can get commercial space travel launched and take average citizens instead of, you know, the right stuff and just the top, you know, few people out of the military get to go into the, uh, into the, uh, the space uh, NASA or whatever. No, this is anybody can pay the money and get a seat on. I'm sure there's some kind of physical test, of course, uh, but pretty much uh, he did that with a prize. And I think it was a $10 million prize and, you know, a couple of kids from MIT or whoever, somebody wins the prize. They're, they get the $10 million. Nobody else gets a prize. Government doesn't have to give out $500 million, a billion, a hundred billion. Oh, the Green New Deal, the dumbest thing ever. Worse than the The New Deal was the worst thing ever. The Green New Deal would be a hundred times worse. Like, no, you don't just give money to everybody who says, I want to do some research. I believe that man is somehow changing the climate. Like, I'm sure man is changing the climate a little bit, not nearly as much as the climate just naturally changes all the time. Or you read the real science, the sunspots or wherever all that BS is going on. But who cares about where it comes from? The solutions are what you want. And if you want solutions, you want to motivate the top people, you give out a big prize. So Peter Diamandis put together this X prize, and then he gives other prizes. So there's a prize for this, a prize for that, a prize for this. He gets the corporations to put together the money. And you get one $10 million price, $5 million price, three, and you got a whole bunch of them. That motivates. Now you got these, let's say, these, these kids studying engineering, the brightest people we have in America with some free time, going to Stanford, MIT, wherever. They're sitting in the dorm room instead of messing around like I did or drinking beer or playing stickball or whatever the hell I did to waste time all through college. They're sitting there going, holy crap, $10 million. Let's come up with a way to whatever. And one of them does. They get a big prize. That's how it works. That's free market capitalism. You can use that in your business. Okay. Instead of saying everyone, I've run this, I've done this for a referral contest. Instead of, uh, hey, you refer me to somebody, I'll give you 10% off, or I'll give you five bucks, or I'll buy you lunch, or whatever it is. People give out measly rewards for referrals. How about you keep giving the measly rewards? I'll give you a measly whatever for your referral. But also, I'll put you into a drawing. Everyone that gives me a referral, for every referral, you get one raffle ticket into the drum, and it goes around, and I pull one out at the end of six months or end of a year or end of whatever it is, and that one wins a big prize. 
10 years ago, referral contests they ran for my Chicagoland Sharpest Entrepreneurs Group. Uh, everyone got a little prize uh, for every referral. But then for the big prize was a flat screen TV, which I think, geez, I think it was a 32-inch flat screen TV, and it cost me like five or 600 bucks. That thing costs like 100 bucks now, doesn't it? But back then, oh, every, and, and people didn't have flat screens back then. So that's what I See, nowadays, you don't even say flat screen anymore. You just say TV. But back then, it was like flat screen. Oh, flat screen. How cool is that? And people were getting the flat screen and taking their big honking console TV and putting in the uh, bedroom. And then they were getting another flat screen. This is how capitalism works, by the way, consumption capitalism. Then they, they oh, because uh, I know people say like, oh, uh, but everyone already has one. Yeah, everyone already had a TV. But they get a better one. Then they put the second best one in the bedroom, and then they take that one, they put it in the kids' room, or in the, then they take that, and eventually they got four flat screen TVs, and then they get another one for the outside, and then they get a better flat screen. Oh, now we got to get a 4, 4D or a 1080p or whatever. The, I got to get a better one. Now, again, the secondary one goes off to the second room and the third room. That's how it works. That's capitalism, folks. People, it doesn't matter that they already have one. We're always looking to improve what we have. I already have five suits. I get enough to wear a suit every day. I want a better suit. Then I get rid of suit number six, and I got my op, my wardrobe, blah, blah, blah. So you give a prize. Watch what happens when you offer a prize in your advertising, your marketing, for whatever it is that you want to reward, for people to come to an event, for people to just get on your mailing list, people to come to a presentation you're going to do, people who give you a referral, for people to up to the next level of business, for people just to become a customer. Whatever it is, reward them with a big prize. And here's how you do it. You do the math. So for the TV, let's say it cost me 600 bucks, and I said, I estimate I'm going to get about, let's just round it off and say 60 referrals. That means it cost me 10 bucks per referral. Now, I can afford to pay 10 bucks. I did the math on what's a customer. At that point, it was a member of my business. What was a member worth to me? It was worth it for me to attract a new member by paying 10 bucks for that member. I could then translate that member, offer them all kinds of products and services and help that they wanted and, and profit more money from attracting that member. The more I helped them, of course, the more money they would give me in return. Again, that's capitalism. Okay? Value is exchange, not I'll just give you something just because you know, it's the right thing to do. And all that socialism, you didn't build that BS. Like, you're damn right we built it. And here's a great way to build it. One way to build it is with a prize, and you saw that in spades last night at the Home Run Derby. You saw these players. Maybe you couldn't tell if you haven't watched in years past or you didn't watch it all, but I am telling you, you heard the announcer say it a few times. You heard the players say it. So the winning player, Pete Alonso, had given interviews before the contest saying, not only uh, uh, do I want to win the million-dollar prize, but I already know I'm going to tithe my 10%, and I'm going to tell you the two charities – I'm going to give 5% of the winnings to each one of them. So right away he said, I'm giving $100,000, 50 grand to the 9-11, some 9-11 charity foundation to support the uh, workers, the first responders that lost family members in 9-11 or something like that. And then I'm going to give uh, 50 grand, Wounded Warriors, Trace Atkins, when he was on the Celebrity Apprentice, uh, Wounded Warriors Foundation. In fact, when I buy stuff on Amazon.com, I go to smile.amazon.com, something you can do, and a tiny percentage of everything I buy goes to the charity of my choice, and my charity of choice is Wounded Warriors. And I checked in the other day of over many hundreds of dollars, 
twenty dollars. I don't know what it was, but some money has gone to wounded warriors. So those were the two charities he picked. So that means wounded veterans and wounded first responders or families that have lost someone uh, who was a first, whatever it is. So, and he's playing in New York, right? And those two charities are very, well, at least the, the 9-11, very close to New York. That's where 9-11, that's where the first responders, most of them were. They were right there in New York. I know some came in from out of town later to clean up the rubble and search through and whatever, but this is a New York type of thing. So, man, that endears him to New Yorkers. Just saying it, that's what I'm going to give it to. That's planted in his mind. I'm sure as he's up there and as he's getting tired or as he's thinking, oh, my goodness, that guy hit 29 home. I got to somehow beat that, and I got to beat hit 20. But million dollars or nine hundred thousand dollars then you take out the tax he gets four hundred fifty or four hundred or whatever it is but four hundred grand for one night's work he probably makes that in a year second of all nowadays of course sports athletes have agents top athletes have good agents and know what they're doing and he's going to turn that into a heck of a lot more money he's going to appear all over the place he's going to do all kinds of commercials i'm sure in the off season for hit a home run with this and do whatever and he's going to uh, might even up his pay from the New York Mets when that comes time, although that'll be five years from now when he gets to sign a big contract, whatever. But, man, I'm sure if I was there in New York, he's on the cover of every single newspaper. He's being interviewed by every local TV show. He's all over national something. He's a big star, and he was motivated by the big prize. That is the lesson. Holy moly. It's a bit, oh, thank you, Facebook. This thing was blank as if nobody was here the whole time, and now just suddenly, boom, a whole bunch of stuff just flashed up on the side, which is great timing, because now that we've reached the end of the video, I'm going to answer and address the questions, comments, concerns from people that are you that are watching the video. So let's see. Uh, Sid is here. Rochelle's here. Fred's here. Patty's here. Phil's here. Uh, and I can't, and I, it's not even letting me scroll way up, but I see... Uh, probably Patty is here. Do they say that? I'm probably missing some things here. But I see Phil says, a massive missile home run that jumps out of the park remains one of the biggest thrills in all of sport. Last night was insane. It sure was. What did they say? Uh, Chicks dig the long ball. And Phil Brakefield, who is uh, very uh, publicly uh, talking about how his hair is now touching his shoulders, where mine is not. Uh, that uh, maybe from behind, you look like a chick, and chicks dig the long ball, so there you go, Phil. Uh, but, yeah, the home run, that's that's what baseball, that's what, it's home run derby, right? It's not single derby. It's not like, oh, let's see, it's ground ball derby. Oh, he hit a ground ball. That's one. Not going to happen. Oh, it pop-up derby. Oh, he popped it up. That's one. The record is 14. Now, home run. Boom. And the, the further, the better. And, and nowadays, they've got all this scientific, they're measuring every shot. They didn't have that when I was a kid, that's for sure. But now it's like, that went 452 feet and 6 inches. That went on an angle of 32 inches and exit velocity of 130. Holy crap. They're, and they, and, they, and they, after the guy sits down, they, they show the, the chart, the spread chart. Oh, he hit uh, home runs. Uh, Acuna was hitting the ball all over the park. I'd love to see that since I got him on one of my teams. I drafted or traded for him years ago. And I waited for him to come up, and here he is, superstar. So, you know, they're hitting the balls. So you got the tracking of the ball. But people love the home run. Boom! Of course they did. And that just was an awesome event. Rochelle is here. And uh, check out your fun hat and T-shirt. Oh, my God, so nice to see. Okay. Yeah, it is. Not only, by the way, in case you weren't here earlier, it looks like you might have missed it. But it's not just a fun hat and a T-shirt. 
I also, of course, am wearing today the official New York Mets shorts. So we got the whole outfit here. We are decked out like every good eight-year-old kid because I grow older, but I refuse to grow up. And still acting like the eight-year-old kid, loving to wear my stupid Mets shirt and hat and shorts and get my Mets bobblehead doll bobbling all over the place. And my little mini Mets helmet, my other little mini Mets helmet, my Mets Tom Seaver figurine with the Tom Seaver baseball card on it, and my other Mets helmet, and my Mets banner and my Mets whatever. I got Mets stuff up there, whatever, all over the place here. So I get to bring it all out today. It is official. New York Mets, one of the worst teams in baseball, but not today, my friend. We are the champions, thanks to Pete Alonzo of the Home Run Derby. And this is, this, the guy is sweetheart. He's like a great guy. Everyone loves Everyone say he loves kids. Everyone loves him. The nicest guy in the world, on top of just smashing the ball all over the place. But I'll tell you, the big star of the night, of course, was Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This guy's a monster. I mean, he just came up out of the minors. He's only been playing a couple of months. Uh, and so he only had eight home runs, and people were like, well, he doesn't belong in the all-star home run derby. He only has hit eight homers. Oh, yeah, does he belong now? He said, I want to hit 30 in a round. Oh, by the way, doesn't speak a word of English. He probably speaks a word. He probably says no. Probably knows how to say yes. But he doesn't speak English, so he's being interviewed by a translator. And by the way, the whole time he's being interviewed by a translator, all I'm thinking is like, yo, gee, what do you think Donald Trump's thinking now? Is this guy uh, shouldn't be in America? He's not, uh, what does he call, um, severely vetted? What's his term? That's some ridiculous term, uh, you know, extreme, extreme vetted. He's not extreme vetted. He doesn't speak English. He's not belong- You're damn right he belongs here. I don't give a crap if he speaks English. He belongs here. He's contributing to America. He came from a crap hole country, no doubt. He doesn't speak English. Who cares? Second of all, the reason for immigration, by the way, uh, it's Topical Tuesday. I'll just talk about another topic a little bit here, by the way. For disingenuous, you know, pro-Trumper, ridiculous people, even Trump knows this, that the whole point of immigration is not the first generation. We know the first generation sucks. We know they come from hellhole countries. They don't speak English. They don't whatever. But I'll give you my version of extreme betting. They come here. Okay? They get in a raft, and they come from Cuba, and they risk their life. That's extreme betting for me. You want it that badly? You're in. You walk 5,000 miles or get hanging off trains and buses and sleeping in the street and eating whatever scraps of food someone gives you, and you're being raped by cartels, and you're giving them all your money, and you're crossing the Rio Grande and almost drowning, and whatever. And then you're going into a detention center where you're packed in like sardines. and That's extreme betting. You want it that bad? That's extreme betting to me. Come on in, because you know what? I want the second generation. I want the third generation. I want your kids. They'll speak English. I want the third generation. They'll own businesses. They'll employ people. They'll have an incredible story to tell. You know, my parent or my grandparent came over with nothing, couldn't speak English, sacrificed everything just to bring me across because they wanted to bring me to the greatest country in the world. And damn it, I need to live for them and for their legacy. I got to make some of myself. I got to make some of it. Well, we don't get that second and third and fourth and fifth generation if we keep out the first generation. That's just stupid. So bring them in. Of course, you've got to get rid of all the stupid welfare and handouts because we're not here to give out free everything to these people. That just makes no sense. That's a magnet just to attract people from all over that are coming for the wrong reason. But coming for opportunity? Heck, my grandparents came over. I'm second-generation American. My grandparents came over, couldn't speak English. I remember they would get the my father would walk to the my grandfather walk to the corner every day, get the newspaper, and read the newspaper in a foreign language. They came from Russia and Poland, but he would read 
the Hebrew uh, Jewish newspaper in New York. He, but he spoke English. But they worked in a sweatshop, both my grandparents, for probably 16 hours a day, six days a week, whatever, for no money. And, whatever. and they lived in the grimy ghetto of the Lower East Side or whatever, and everyone said they're dirty Jews or they're dirty Italians, or they're dirty Irish or whatever. But dirty Irish came over in the Irish famine, and then, uh, gee, what do you know, uh, about uh, 50 years ago, I guess you had John F. Kennedy being the president. So we want the dirty Irish to come over. We want the dirty Jews to come over. We want the dirty Mexican, the dirty Hunter. We want anybody to come over. Yeah, sure, they're dirty, they don't speak English, whatever. Vladimir Guerrero doesn't speak English. Do you want him here? Yeah, he put on a show, my friend. Broke the reg. He said, I want to hit 30. He hit 29. Said, okay, the next round hit 30. 29 again. Bang, but then he hit like 10 more, 11 more in the playoffs or whatever. But then Pete Alonso beat him in the finals. Boom! And part of it was, how could you not be tired having hit like 80 homers or 70-something homers so far? And Pete Alonso, but if he had to hit more, he would have hit more. I mean, the guy just got it done. Don't Anyway, that's a lot of topics we just covered for Topical Tuesday. And uh, Patty says, uh, boo hiss. So Patty likely not a New York Mets fan. That's... Too bad, Patty. Too bad. Sucks to be you today. Whatever team you're a fan of did not have a player win the home run derby. All right, I'm having too much fun with this thing. Personally, whatever team you're you're a fan of, probably are having a lot more fun all 364 other days a year than being a Mets fan. But for this one day, I'm going to have a blast. So Pete Alonso has broken the all-time home run record for the New York Mets as of halfway through a season, and he's on his way to possibly break it for the full season and then for a full career and who knows whatever, and we are just loving life. Go Mets. Even if uh, it wasn't a Met that wanted a Mets fan, as Phil said, that home run derby was just awesome. That was just pure entertainment. It was awesome. Oh, you only hit 15 or 20 homers. That doesn't rate. Sit down. Get out. Like, are you crazy? And it was just They were hitting it like, like it's nothing. Bang, these guys are like, they're hitting a baseball 400-some feet like it's nothing, one after the other, boom, boom, boom. It was awesome. But the key to the motivation, prize money. Use that in your business. Think. I know you can, as always, you can say like, oh, I, I have a heavily regulated business. I can't give out prize money or I'm not allowed to Screw that. Who cares you're not allowed? Do it anyway. Okay? Do it anyway. You watch the, you watch the guy in the White House. You think he gives a crap what's allowed, what the rules are? Do it anyway. Get the job done. Then you can get slapped on the wrist or get fined for it later or do it. Do the math, okay? If I do something that's out of the rules and I make $500,000 and then I get fined $10,000 for it, mm -hmm, pretty sure that was a good thing to do. Okay, so get it done, folks. I don't care what industry you're in or what, whatever. Find a way to offer a prize and watch how that motivates the right people to do what you want them to do. You want help with what prize to offer and who to offer it to and what to do, as always, go to helpfromsteve.com. I'll give you some help, and I have a feeling you might realize we will also have a lot of fun because I have a lot of fun helping entrepreneurs and business owners make a crap load of money. And i got to drink God's perfect drink, pretty much the only drink I ever drink, some water. So thanks for indulging me on the water. That tells me I've been on having way too much fun for way too long. I'm going to call it a day here on Topical Tuesday. I'm even sweating a little bit inside the beautiful air conditioning because I know outside it's about 105, 110 degrees here in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area. 
but uh, I'm in air conditioned area and yet I'm gyrating and jumping up and down, having too much fun. I'm even sweating a little bit. I got the fan going and the air conditioning on. I'm sweating because I am having fun. Hope you are too. Thanks everyone for being here. Thanks for the likes and the shares and the comments and the whatever. And if you if you miss getting your questioning because you weren't here live, post it later wherever you've seen this. I always respond when appropriate. And that'll do it for Topical Tuesday. Let's go Mets. Home run derby. Pete Alonzo, we love you. And we will see you back here tomorrow on World Wide Web Wednesday, which, by the way, I am going to share a lesson from this that just arrived, my new headset. So this thing no more, and this headset that you see me wearing on my videos no more. I'm going to tell you the story behind this state-of-the-art, fantastic, beautiful state-of-the-art to me. Look at this thing. And uh, I'm going to tell you the story about what this means for your business and uh, how this can make you a ton of money or a little bit amount of money or no money at all. But uh, uh, join me tomorrow on Worldwide Wednesday for a lesson based on this that just arrived in the mail. That'll do it for today. Thanks, everyone. Catch you tomorrow. i got to press this thing twice to end the video. Over and out. Let's go, Mets. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making Monthly Magazine. Goodbye.